What's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of Training Well Done. I hope you like that new intro right there. I was sitting there playing with the loops and I was like, oh, this is crazy. All right. Hey, I. Uh, this is a actual nutrition seminar that I did in person here at GHP and virtually and I decided to make it a two-part podcast. So this first part, we're going to talk about macronutrients and micronutrients. You'll need a calculator and a pencil or use your notepad so you can take some numbers down to calculate some macros about how much to eat. Um, shout out to JY Originals, Janelle Young. Right now, I am an hour out from run number four for my 4 by 4 by 48 challenge that I'm doing with Marcel. Also, check out his veteran leadership uh program for his fundraiser we are doing david goggins 4 by 4 by 48 challenge i am making this intro and uploading this podcast right before run number four so um go check it out follow me on instagram at coach underscore donald to check out all the runs and all the commentary holla all right so what we're going to do today we are going to cover a variety of different topics that you all should really know and understand this will be rather thorough, but I'm actually going to go through this pretty quickly so that you um, you get what you need out of it, but this doesn't become long. I'm going to actually go through the beginning and then save your questions for the end, okay? We're going to do a couple parts that are going to require you to do a little bit of math that uh, will be very key. So when we get to those parts, I will give you some time, but like right now, if you have like a short piece of paper, all of you have your cell phone, you might even be on your cell phone. So just have your, you'll have your notepad and your calculator. We're going to do a couple of things with macros. What we're going to cover today, uh, we're going to look at macronutrients. We're going to look at micronutrients. We're going to look at hydration. We'll talk a little bit about supplements. We'll talk about timing of when you eat. And so these are the main things that a lot of you may not be so well versed in that being able to pull even a couple of these things in and being able to incorporate in how you're eating and how you're timing what you're eating for training is going to really help you out. Right now with this, it's going to really be in regards to fueling to train hard and fueling to practice, I'm sorry, to compete hard. Right now, a number of you are all of you right now are training hard uh some of you are doing tracks so you have competition season coming up rather closely so that'll be a big thing can you lower the phone height to just above the computer because i'm realizing i'm looking only at the computer i'm not looking at the phone all right thanks and then put it like right behind the laptop all right so without further ado we're gonna rock and roll here so first things first macros right macronutrients. You're like, all right, you might have heard people, if you have any gym bros in your life, we're like, I'm going to get my macros, right? Macros. Those are your macronutrients. Those are carbohydrates, fat, and protein. Okay. Those are your macronutrients. You need all three of those. All right. So you have your carbs, your fat, your protein. Now what they do, your carbs are the fuel that your body runs on. Your, body, your brain needs like a minimum of like 120 grams or 120 grams of like of carbs a day to like actually operate, right? When your body gets really stressed, if you're like about to starve, your brain's gonna absorb all that to go up here. It takes a lot of energy to think. 
So carbs, all of your muscles use it. You have this little molecule called glucose, right? It's a simple sugar that all your cells have. Um, whenever you eat anything that's carby, whether you're eating pasta or you're eating candy, your body's going to end up breaking it down whenever your cells need to use it. Not only your muscles, but even like everything that operates in your body uses it. So carbs, you need that for energy. When it comes to you being able to go to practice, when it comes to running, jumping, doing anything, you're going to need a good carb base. Protein. Proteins are the building blocks of your body. They are what build up your muscles. They are what build up all of the reactions that go in your body. Uh, a lot of you are teenagers, so you might be taking bio, you're about to take bio. So you think about like enzymes and stuff like that. That's all protein. Um, when it comes to your muscles, those proteins are very necessary to keep replenishing. You need new protein every day to be able to keep your muscles healthy. Your training, when you think about training, I like to look at it like taking a rake in the dirt. You take the rake in the dirt and you rake, 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 you tear it up, right? You do a lot of training, you tear your muscles up. You need new protein to kind of smooth out the new dirt so that the plants can grow so that you can get more muscle growth so they can grow back stronger and bigger if you need it as well. And then you have fat. Fat gives you the energy at rest. Right now, all of you who are watching this live are probably just sitting there, right? I'm just standing here. My body's not really burning any carbs just standing here. When you're doing low intensity activity, like walking, resting, or even like running at a very slow pace, your body is more prone to go ahead and use fat while you're doing that. Fat also helps with transporting hormones through your body. It helps with padding up your actual organs so that they don't get hurt if you fall. Um, and then that also are extra energy stores. Now, if you eat too much protein or you eat too many carbs past a certain limit based on your body's metabolism, that stuff will get stored as fat later on and then your body can re-break it down. Now, those three macros, your body can break down your protein into energy. So you can actually get the protein and get, get it broken down and then turn it into glucose to fuel your body. Now, foods to get these from, carbs. Most of you probably know of an idea where you can get carbs from. You can get it from eating cookies and pastries. You can get it from fruit. You can get it from vegetables. You can get it from pasta. You can get it from beans. There's a lot of different ways you can get carbs. The different types of carbs, when you think about complex carbs and simple carbs, right? You have your, uh, or like really not complex ones. So sugar, you have like fruit, candy, simple carbs, they get broken down very fast. You eat, um, let's say before I went to go run today, right? We went and did a bunch of half mile repeats or 600 meter repeats really. And I had an apple before I went. I had the apple, it was like 3.45 and I, I ran at five. So that was a quick burst of sugar. Your body can break down the apple really fast. Well, if you think about it, think about simple sugars as a few branches lying on the ground, right? You can break a few branches really quickly. Oh, you're running, pick up the branch, boom, you can break it really quickly. Sugars, uh, think about cookies, think about like even like quick nutrition bars that you can get 
Gatorade, um, fruit, those are simple sugars. Then you have your complex carbs, right? Complex carbs, think about now you, you, round, you ran into a tree and you're trying to break all the branches of the tree. It takes a whole lot longer to do that, okay? So those are like your beans, your whole grain pastas, your brown rices, your sweet potatoes, potatoes. Those type of foods are like the big tree. When you eat a sweet potato, it's going to take your body a whole lot longer to break that down. Now, the reason that matters, when it comes to energy management, if you eat a bunch of apples, if you eat a bunch of cookies right before you go compete, you might have an energy burst. You're like jumping off the walls. And then an hour later, you crash really hard. Sometimes whenever you have a big influx of sugar, into your bloodstream, your body goes into overdrive to get the insulin to go absorb all that sugar. And then once all that happens, you flatline in energy. So it happens, energy spike, and your body absorbs all of it. You're healthy. When it comes to those complex carbs, like if you eat a sweet potato, you eat some beans, those, your, those carbs break down a lot slower. So then what happens is your body actually can continually get energy slowly throughout the course of the day. So let's say earlier I had, uh, I had some chili earlier. So I had some beans in the chili. And so with that, I later on, that was at like one, I was able to get energy over the course of the whole afternoon because throughout that whole time, my body's still breaking down that tree. And so because my body's breaking down all the branches of the tree, the sugar is going into my blood slowly so that my energy is nice and sustained, all right? So those are the kind of foods you can get carbs from. Protein, very easy protein you can get from meat. It's made up of amino acids. Some amino acids your body makes on its own, others you have to get from other foods. Meat being muscle, if you eat meat, you're gonna get all those amino acids. You can also get amino acids from like eggs, cheeses. Uh, you can get protein from beans even. Uh, a variety of different vegetables have protein in them. You just need to eat them in large quantities. Nuts, nut butters. So think about like almonds, cashews, almond butter, peanut butter. You can get this from things like quinoa. Um, certain types of seeds have a lot of protein. When you think about a seed, you have protein in there for the actual plant to germinate. So a lot of seeds and those type of foods also have protein. Now, I'm not one that's like into, I'm not a carnivore, but I'm also not like vegetarianism or veganism, anything like that. I'm very big into having a lot of plants, but as long as you're not eating a whole cow every day, it's okay to eat some meat. And it's a very easy way to get enough protein to fuel your body. You don't need to have it every single day, but it's a very easy way to make sure you're getting enough protein. So those are common foods. Um, meat products, and then, you know, nuts, beans, lentils, quinoa, seeds, nut, um, things like that. And then having a robust amount of vegetables can also add in getting a lot of protein. And then fat. So obviously, you can get fat from like oils. You get some olive oil, you get some uh, oil and vinegar, you go out. If you eat a whole stick of butter, you can put a whole lot of fat in you, right? You can also get fat from fish. Now you have a few different types of fat. 
you have on one end, you have your polyunsaturated fats. Then you have your monounsaturated fats. These are the fats that you want. When you go look on the back of the food label, you want to see polyunsaturated or monounsaturated fats. Then on the other hand, you have saturated fats and trans fats. The difference here, these um, unsaturated fats, you're going to get from oils. You'll get from fish, right? You might have heard about supplementing with fish oil. Well, it's just oil that comes from fish. You can also just, you know, eat fish. And that'll also get you some protein as well. But fish oil is rather healthy. Whereas if you eat a whole stick of butter, now you're talking about trans fat and you're talking about saturated fat eating a bunch of cookies. Now I have to make this into an entire chemistry lesson, but we're gonna make this into a chemistry lesson. You have a fat chain, you can see here, there's this long branch. So I'll draw one part of it, but it's called a triglyceride. So you have this, there's actually, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be a G. So you have this sugar aspect of the fat chain, then you have these three tails, all right? We're gonna just look at this tail. And you have a bunch of tails here, all right? These tails all have hydrogen molecules on them, all right? When you have a saturated fat, it's saturated with hydrogen molecules, okay? Saturation means it's full of, okay? When you have a fat that's full of hydrogen molecules, it stacks at room temperature. That's why butter is generally pretty solid at room temperature, or like margarine is pretty solid at room temperature, because it's full of all these hydrogen, so it stacks. But this also doesn't break down in your body very fast, and the type of cholesterol that goes around in your body, it ain't that good for you. This stuff will clog your arteries, okay? You really want to limit how much trans and saturated fat you have. Uh, trans fats are pretty similar. They're a little different. The difference is nuance. So go back over here. We got a mono and poly unsaturated fats. Well, the key word there is unsaturated so that there's not as many hydrogen molecules so that it can't stack at room temperature. That's why oil is watery, okay? It's not saturated with it. So, and that is better for your bloodstream, all right? When you think about getting blood work done, you have cholesterol levels, that's where that comes in handy, okay? So where to get good fat from? Oils, fish oils, you know, olive oils are okay. Um, being able to get like uh, actual, eating actual fish, pretty much if the fat is watery at room temperature, it's good. If the fat is solid at room temperature, you should probably stay away. All right, and if you're like, well, if I go eat the cinnamon roll, well, it's gooey, right? You had to use an actual stick of butter to make the daggone cinnamon roll. So that counts as a saturated fat. All right, so next part, this is the calculation part. How much do you need? Now, most of you watching this are teenagers. You have growing bodies, right? You're 15, 16, 17 years old, couple of, I know you're 18. All right, your bodies are growing. So you actually do need a fair amount of food. So we're gonna look at how much should you eat because under eating can leave you tired from training. If you don't eat enough carbs, 
you're not going to replenish your body's energy to be able to train the next day. If you don't replenish enough protein, you're going to be more sore because your muscles haven't been able to rebuild. All right. If you don't eat any fat, you might be draining your carb stores to be able to get through school the next day. Versus if you have a little bit of fat, your body can coast on that to get you throughout the day. So here's what we're going to do calculation wise. Now, how these things work, we work in kilograms. So here's what you need to do first. You're going to take your weight. All right. I'm not a pretty, I'm not a particularly heavy guy. I'm 140 pounds. All right. So 140, I actually weighed in today at 138, but this is neither here nor there. You are going to divide that by 2.2. Can you, can somebody calculate for me how much that is? It's like 70, it's like 68 pounds, 68 kilograms. So take your weight and divide it by 2.2 right now. If you're about a buck 40, you can just use my number. I need you to do me number, me number first. It should be 63. All right, let me get it. 63 kilograms. All right, so I am 63 kilograms, okay? Now, the next part, you want to take a look at the carbs based on how intense your day is. And the reason we're going to calculate this is because when you look at food labels or if you use an app like MyFitnessPal, which is a really good app to use to track your food, especially if you're worried about maintaining weight or gaining weight or trying not to lose weight or, or actually losing weight, then you're going to need to know based on the intensity of your day. So there's three calculations you can make. You don't you need to make all three. Based on a low intensity day, which is you might go for a light run or it's a light workout, a moderate intensity day, which uh, if you're coming in here to train, yeah, we train hard, but it's one hour of strength training. So it's really more of a moderate intensity day versus you go out to practice and you work your tail off for an hour or two hours. You're, today, we just did seven, six hundreds outside and uh, I, made them, I made the kids cry. So that part of a practice is pretty intense, right? Um, if you're doing something like that for an hour, two hours, that's high intensity, okay? So here's what you're going to do. And you can write this down for your own notes. A low intensity day, you want to eat about four to five grams per kilogram of your body weight. Can you do that calculation for me, Tyler? So for me, I would do 63 kilograms times four uh, grams. What would that be? So I would need to eat about 250 to 200 uh, times five. How much is that times five? Okay. So I would have to eat on a low intensity day between 250 and 315 grams of um, carbs. So calorie-wise, can you multiply both of those numbers by four? Can you do the big one? You do the small one, Kyla. So if you think about, okay, what is that like calories, right? A carbohydrate is about four calories for each gram. 
1,260 to how much? Wait, wait, you said. Can you do this number of times four? Uh, 250 times, oh, you did 255, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's like, yeah. Is it 150? Uh, times four is 4,000. Yeah, y'all killing me. It's 1,000 to 1,260. Okay. So, one times four, one times four. Sorry for the little delay. So, calorie wise, if you are like me, 140 pounds which is 63 kilograms, you would need on a low intensity day, 250 to 315 grams of carbs, which is about 1,000 to 1,200 total calories on the day of carbs. But, but you know, that's a rest day. We might have a moderate intensive day. You come in to lift weights, you come in and do some strength training. So you need six to seven grams per kilogram on a moderate intensity day, all right? Moderate intensity day is a day like, oh, I worked, but it wasn't that crazy, all right? Can I get some numbers there? Yeah, you do six. You always do the smaller number. You do the heavy, bigger number. So what you guys are calculating, we're going to calculate a moderate intensity day. These are numbers that you should have and write down. That's why we're taking the time to do it. All right, so I'm going to take my 63 kilograms of body weight and i'm going to multiply that by six grams per kilogram actually just we'll just do one calculation 6.5 let's do the middle number kyla 6.5 all right okay you guys are putting that in the chat box yeah just just make your life easier and do the uh medium yes so jasper sorry if you can't see that a low intensity day four to five grams per kilogram if you want to just make one calculation, you can just do 4.5, all right? Let me pull this up a little closer. Pull this up a little closer, but that's a little better. All right, on a moderate intensity day, it's six to seven grams per kilogram. And on a high intensity day, we're gonna go seven to eight grams per kilogram. What's that moderate intensity day, Kyla? And then what's that times four? 38. So if you're like me, 140 pounds, right? On a moderate intensity day, a day you come and lift weights or you do a strength training workout or you just do like a moderate running workout, you need 409 grams of carbs, which is 1600 calories just in carbs for the day. All right. What's that on a high intensity day, Kyla? Four seventy-two on the grams. Yeah, four five. And then eighteen ninety on the calories. Yeah. All right. So if you are a sixty-three kilogram person, one hundred forty pounds, and you had a hard day today, we ran seven six hundreds plus like another almost mile just on top of that. Right. It was a workout that was hard. I I still feel the workout. Right. I'm like I'm tired, yo. I would need 472 grams of carbs, okay? When you look on the back of your food labels or you use your MyFitnessPal, you need to come up with 472 grams. That's 1,800 calories on the day, all right? 
So hopefully you guys have been taking those numbers on your end to do that. So just to kind of reiterate one more time, you'll take your body weight, divide that by 2.2, use that number in kilograms, and you're going to multiply that based on this four to five grams per kilogram, or just call it, let's call it four and a half grams of carbs per kilogram of your body weight, okay? So you take your kilogram times 4.5. On a moderate intensity day, you take it times 6.5. On a high intensity day, you take it 7.5, all right? Um, if you have any questions, write them down. Save it for later, all right? Let's get to the part that a lot of people care about, protein, all right? So we'll do this protein calculation. You're gonna need that grams per kilogram number, all right? Now, the goal when it comes to protein, sometimes you're looking to lose weight. And honestly, when you're looking to lose weight, you need more protein, all right? So reason being, follow me here. For those people looking to lose weight, you are going to be doing some sort of strength training and cardio. You need a lower calorie number, but you also don't want to lose muscle mass. The whole idea of toning is getting the fat off the top of your muscles so your muscles show up. You can have all the muscles all day with the fat on top of it, you'll look like what you want to look like. So the toning aspect is getting the fat off of it, which the whole idea of weight loss is you have to consume less calories than you spend. So you need a lot of protein to be able to do that. Protein makes you full, makes your stomach happy, as well as protein will maintain the muscle mass. So if you're eating a lot of protein and you're staying full, you don't need to eat as many carbs. The only reason carbs are the devil of weight loss are simply because it's easy to eat a lot of carbs. It's not that easy to eat a ton of protein, especially if you're not that motivated to, uh, you know, try to keep gaining weight. So the other reason you would, eat, you know, be worried about protein is, of course, maintaining your weight. If you are a runner or if you are a wrestler, you're not really trying to gain or lose a lot of weight. You want to stay at a certain weight more often than not. So if you can wrestle in a 160-pound weight class, well, you don't want to, at least during the competition season, get your body weight up to buck 80 because then you're going to be wrestling against people way bigger than you. Uh, you don't want to get you. You may want to get your body weight down to 140, but your goal is to wrestle at 160. That's what you signed up for. That's what you signed up for. Uh, we're not going to get into wrestling weight strategies about cutting weight. Uh, if you're a runner and your body feels good running at a buck 45, you want to stay at a buck 45. If you go down to buck 39 you might not feel very strong running. And if you go up to a buck 50, you might feel heavier. So these are reasons that you are gonna to wanna to maintain weight and managing your protein intake and your total calories is gonna be important for that. Also, if you are somebody who's looking to gain weight, maybe you are obviously a football player or if you're a wrestler trying to pump up your weight before, if you are an athlete in the off season and you wanna bulk up Maybe you want to train at a heavier weight and then cut for your season. You can also do that. These are reasons you might want to eat more protein to gain weight. So we're going to take that same number. I'm going to use that 63 kilos of body weight. All right. When it comes to being able to generally maintain your body weight, you're going to want to have about 
1.2 to 1.4 grams per kilogram. All right, that number can be about one, but the reason that I have that number above one at 1.2, 1.4, you could actually find this number lower in other sources, but you are, as a young athlete, a teenager, your body is growing and developing. So you need a little bit more versus me. I probably, to maintain weight, could be good off of like 0.8 to 1 gram per kilogram because I'm old. All right. I'm not growing per se. So I don't need to be worried about getting extra fuel. But if you're 17 years old, your body's still growing. You're getting taller. You're getting heavier. So your muscles are getting bigger just off the virtue of growing. So you're going to want a little bit more. So, uh, Kyla, what's that? What's this? Let's call it 1.3 for simplicity. Um, what's that number in protein for, for in, in grams? And what's that number in calories? 81.9. 81.9 and protein carries the same four calories per gram as carbs. All right, and then 327. So, uh, as a 140-pound person, to just maintain this body weight, where's my red one? Oh, right there. To maintain body weight, you're going to want to have about. 82 grams, I can't write anything. You're gonna need about 82 grams or 327 calories of protein to be able to maintain that body weight, all right? So about 1.3 on average to be able to maintain. Now, if you're looking to bulk up and add some weight, I would like to clear this misnomer. More protein is not better. And when I say more, I don't literally mean just more than that. I mean like stuffing your whole day full of protein, okay? You don't need ever really more than two grams per kilogram unless you're like some NFL athlete. And even then, I don't think they actually do. To be honest, looking at, you know, looking at the research, looking at the numbers, if you're a 240-pound person, eating two grams per kilogram of protein is already a lot of protein. Um, so for you guys looking to gain some weight, maybe it's football season coming up, and your coach said you're a small fry, maybe you're going to go to play college football, which you should gain some more weight because you don't want to get hurt. Um, you want to have about 1.5 to 1.7 grams per kilogram to start gaining some weight. Again, 1.5 to 1.7 grams per kilogram to gain some weight. Now, what are those numbers for me, coach? Use 1.6. 100.8 grams. So for me, if I'm looking to gain some weight, when I look at the back of the food number, I need 100.8 grams of protein. To give you a little perspective, one piece of chicken is about 20 to 25, maybe even 30 grams of protein. If you have like a steak, it could be even closer to like 40 to 50, all right, grams uh, of protein. That's about 400 calories, all right? So if you're eating uh, average like 2,500 calories a day, or let's say even like 2,000 calories, just to gain, that's like only a, a 
what, 25% of that total intake is really the protein. Now, a little bit more is okay, but that's plenty. All right, 100 grams, okay? And then uh, lastly, if you're looking to lose weight, it's actually better to be at about double, okay, if you're looking to lose weight. Uh, if you're being really aggressive about trying to gain weight, you can creep up towards two if you're really aggressive, but it's really not necessary. If you eat too much protein, your body's going to store it as fat, all right, or you're going to be peeing a lot as well. So this is a good number, all right? If you're like, hey, well, what's the, what's the double? Take your kilograms, double it. Basically, go back to how many pounds you are, and that's how many grams of protein you should eat to be able to really add a lot of protein to your diet, okay? If you have any questions, save them for the end. But um, hopefully that was clear again. If you're looking to kind of maintain this weight, about 1.2, 1.4 grams per kilogram. And also, not even just about maintaining the weight, you want to have enough protein so your body's not so sore. Some of you are training and you're really sore for days on end, but you're not getting enough protein to be able to help, you help yourself recover, okay? All right, you can um, relax for a second. That is the end of the whiteboard session, okay? The next part, we'll get through a little quicker. That was the long part, okay? So, next part, micronutrients. What are micronutrients? Micronutrients are the very important nutrients that make your body function, okay? These are the reasons that I say you need to eat a lot of vegetables and that most of the food that you eat should be plants. These are your vitamins, your minerals, your vitamin B12, your vitamin B6, your zinc, your potassium, your sodium. These sorts of minerals and vitamins that your body needs to function. That's your keratin. Um, these different things help your body flow and function. When you think about being able to actually be explosive, well, you're going to need some creatine. Um, creatine is not a macro. Creatine is a micronutrient, but you need to be able to have that in there, okay? So when it comes to being able to get those muscles to work properly, to get them to recover properly, to get your organs to flow right, to get the oxygen in and out of your muscles well, to not have your muscles spasm when you're training, right? To not catch all these cramps. You need to be getting a large amount of micronutrients, okay? They have a variety of functions in your body that could be a whole seminar and episode in and of itself, okay? Now, most of the foods that you're gonna get your micronutrients in are, unsurprisingly, plants. Now, you can get like zinc and iron and some very important nutrients from meat. So you should be eating meat. A lot of people who don't eat meat, they tend to have iron deficiencies. They can have zinc deficiencies. And if you're not eating enough of the calcium deficiencies, and if you're not eating enough of the meat or the actual um, foods that will give that, you need a lot of vegetable foods to, to cover that. So just make sure if you're not like much of a meat eater, you're getting a lot of the vegetables that give you iron and zinc. But otherwise, you need to eat a lot of vegetables. Some people, especially runners, runners are great with this, about, I'm just going to eat pasta all day long. Like, there's pasta this, pasta that, rice cakes, rice cakes. It's a terrible way to go, okay? Eating a bunch of pasta and rice cakes will lead you to nothing. You need plants, all right? When I say you need plants, well, pasta's a grain. It's whole grain pasta. 
does whole grain pasta grow out of the ground? If I go outside right now, can I go pluck? Oh, there's a little whole grain plant. There we go. No. All right. The name of the food should correspond directly to what came out of the ground. That's eating a plant. All right. That's where you're going to get all these micronutrients. Not eating enough of these will tear your energy down. It will mess with your mood. A lot of people run around, oh, I'm moody, I'm this, I'm that, I have all these things, these conditions, which sometimes they very well may have, but often you're not eating enough nutrients, and so your brain's literally not functioning well. If you're not eating enough micronutrients, your brain doesn't work right. Your brain chemistry is off, which can lead to a lot of other problems, all right? If you are having problems just focusing and getting through the day, you're probably not eating enough plants and you're also probably dehydrated, which we'll get to in a second. So the micronutrients, you can look at them, but vitamins and minerals. If you have a lack of sodium, your muscles will not fire right. You will cramp. If you don't have enough potassium, you will cramp. You will not be able to perform. If you're at a track meet, and especially if you're good, right? If you're good, you got to run a lot of races. I don't know too many slow kids on the track team who are getting asked to go join the four by four and go join the four by one. And, oh, can you do this 200 for me? Or, oh, can you do the four by eight? But I also need you to do the mile. And I also need you to do the four by four at the end. They're not asking the slow kids to do that. They're asking the good kids to do that. So you got to do all those races. If you're like a hundred meter specialist on your team and you're a big dog, well, you got to do the hundred prelim. You might do the hundred semi, the hundred final. And if you're that good, you're doing the four by one, you got the 200. You got the 200 final. That's five races. Oh, can you do the four by four? That's seven races you might do during a big time meet. And you might do that in one day if it's not a two day meet. You need these micronutrients to be able to get your body to recover and function to do all these different races. All right. So make sure that you're doing that. Uh, a lot of you, actually a few people in the room and then also watching are ultimate frisbee athletes. For those of you who don't know, ultimate frisbee tournaments are about, you could have three hour and a half uh, competitions on Saturday, and then three more hour and a half competitions on Sunday. And if you're a good player on a good team, you're playing really fast people that run around a whole lot. So you're covering easily four miles a day, sprinting and jumping. If you're not getting enough of this food, you are going to get hurt. People already have issues getting hurt and cramping at these tournaments already. Not eating well and going to go binge drink after is just a formula for failure. All right. So get more vegetables. All right. Uh, this is something that I preach to everybody that I see. All right. Now, with athletes, this could be skewed a little bit, but this is my magic formula. Now, half of the food being vegetables, a good third of it being protein, and another quarter of it being carbs. All right, this is my magic world. This is the world that I live in. When I'm feeling great and exuberant, this is how I eat. Now, what I'll say, this carb, I usually tell people who are looking, who are not athletes, that this should be a plant carb. The carb should still be a plant, but sweet potatoes count as vegetables. Some of you might want to hear that again. Sweet potatoes count as veggies, okay? So if you're like, oh, I'm making me some broccoli and some sweet potatoes up here, and then I'm going to go get my whole grain pasta, you're A-OK, -okay, all right? 
that's completely fine. All right. But if if you're not even at least getting a third, let's be like, cool. Hey, I train a lot, right? Okay, you train a lot. Cool, bro. Then you should really be there. But you still need at least a third of that meal to be veggies, okay? If you're, if you're training a lot and your body requires a lot of energy, you're going to need a lot of vegetables and these micronutrients to be able to get your body to actually perform at that level, all right? But these carbs should be nice, complex carbs. Those are the beans and the pastas and the potatoes that we were talking about. This, if you're eating a bunch of French fries from McDonald's, and I have kids here who literally came in yesterday, we did a five-mile workout. They came in saying we had 10 chicken nuggets and fries, and then we did a strength training segment. And they felt horrible. They actually didn't even, you know, they did all right, but it wasn't that good. They really wasted their time. Like, I could have been at home for real, chilling, not being cold, running five miles, not coming here at 7.30 at night doing strength training. But they can't eat chicken nuggets. Like, your body, what's your body going to do with some chicken nuggets? Nothing. It's going to keep you alive. It's enough nutrients to keep you alive, not to be an actual good athlete. All right? So, more plants. If you eat meat, get some good quality meat, not that fatty stuff either, all right? So that was part number one. Stay tuned for part number two that will drop here in a few days um, so you can get the rest of this good news. Make sure you share this with a friend, share this with a teammate, share this with, share this with somebody you run with and train with so that they can make sure they're getting enough food, all right? If you have any other questions, holla. You can email me, donald at ghperformance.com. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at training underscore well underscore done. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share it. And, um, yeah, we're about to go hit this next run. So I'll see you next time. Peace.